Watch it, Alan. I'm shooting. Oh, good Lord. It's... It's unbelievable. It's... It's horrible. I can't understand the reason for such cruelty. It must have something to do with some obscure sexual writer. With the almost profound respect these primitives have for virginity. Everybody and welcome to Generation Loss, the show about movies with Bryn and Jeremy. What's going on? I'm back from my frivolous, Finally. lighthearted adventure. <laughs> You're nothing crazy happened. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> just You're... been just been skipping around in a meadow with a yeah. long piece of grass between my teeth. <laughs> well, it's harvest time. It's it's the October spook time. That's true. Yeah, it so is spook every, time. Everything is uh, <laughs> everything is getting all folly. The leaves everybody's are going. in the CIA now. Every, <laughs> everyone it is, is, it a is spook. spook season. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the CIA. You're in the CIA. Yeah, That's where we're all he was. in the CIA now. <laughs> That's where I was. Yeah, they sent me to Nicaragua. <laughs> <laughs> He's been. Don't helping. ask what I was doing. <laughs> I can't tell you. <laughs> you know I can't tell you. <laughs> you know, why are you even asking? <laughs> why you even ask what I did in Nicaragua? It's none of your beeswax, that's what. It's what I call this thing of mine. <laughs> <laughs> La Cosa Nostroagua. <laughs> Nostroagua. Um, Nostroagua. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, dude. So I've been having a great time. Uh, yeah, it's in, this uh, is like the fall. This is like our our season, man. This is when people like us thrive. I know. I've been the older I get, the more I've been enjoying summer. Mm-hmm. Like the beach is more fun now because you can just like go and chill and read. And it's like I've been more able to enjoy summer in a way that I I feel like I was always annoyed by it. Yeah. But the fall is a hundred percent always my favorite season so it's been great i've been harvesting the pepper oh my god i didn't tell you about this but i was at the beginning of this podcast basically i started growing peppers in my backyard right and they're finally harvestable well and- when you moved to the new place right you, right, right you weren't doing them at the old place on like a windowsill or no, something no 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 right? <laughs> in like april okay um, yeah so i finally harvested them and what I realized is that one of the plants I bought was a Scotch bonnet plant. Ooh. It's like one of the hottest peppers in it the sure world. Is, yeah. <laughs> and it's I like we tried it. I just like cut a bright red one. They're all wrinkly and like mm-hmm. I I touched a little bit to my pinky and then put it on my tongue and it was fucking insane. I bet. Yeah, those things are nuts. Yeah. That's the Caribbean one, right? Yeah, yeah. Caribbean yeah. hot habanero, whatever. God um, damn. And so I'm gonna make some hot sauce with it. Um but oh, it was yeah, like, a good idea. It, like fucked up my pinky for like a day. <laughs> I went on getting a cut. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like went. Uh, I went online and they're like, wear gloves. <laughs> Don't yeah, handle wear, these without gloves. Never handle them. Never touch anything else after you've touched them. Uh, it was like a, you've just got to like submerge your hands in like wax. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very rough. So 
Harvest time. And that means also what it means is we're having a whole month of spooky movies. (laughs) K.K. Slider is in the house. Chains rattling. Oh, I have that's chains. A, that's a swing. That's a swing with nobody in it. Chains. Oh, there you go. All right. Oh. <laughs> um. That's a vampire. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is the first episode of the Halloween season that we've ever done yeah. on the show, and we're very excited to bring you some spooky movies. 30 days of frights. <laughs> Four weeks of frightening things. Wait, there's 31 days. Right. 31 right. days of frights. 31 days of frights. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's October 1st when we're recording this. It won't be out on October 1st, but no. you guys get the idea. Yeah. So we're very excited. <laughs> we're very excited for October. It's the best month, probably. And speaking of CIA... <laughs> what did you CIA this week? <laughs> what I CIA'd this week was uh, the X-Files, Fight the Future. Ooh. Um, so since quarantine, I've started rewatching the X-Files from the beginning. Okay. For I think the second time I've actually, because I think I've talked about this on the show. It's one of my favorite shows of all time. I started, like, I was, I watched the pilot when it aired. I was, like, seven years old. I was, like, it was the reason I got on the internet, like, alt.x files, like, Usenet forums. I was a huge fan, like, as it was starting. So, um, I rewatched it all on DVD once, and now I'm starting to rewatch it all again. Mm -hmm. Um, Finally got to the movie. Um, So, I watched that this week. And um, the movie is... What year did it come out? 1998. Eight. There you go. Right before The Matrix. Um, and uh, it's crazy. Have you ever seen that movie? I don't think so. I remember like the trailer. I mean, I was never an X-Files guy. I never really got into it. Okay. Um, Have you seen it? I've seen like little bits and pieces of it here and there. It never really stuck for me. And I feel like every time I'm like trying to get back into it and like I never end up doing it and it's it's on the list it's somewhere in the <laughs> it, list. it's a lot I mean the thing um, about the X-Files is that it's a show where I don't I don't think it's ever been it's one of my favorite shows because of its highs but mm-hmm. its lows are pretty low and I yeah. think most fans admit and kind of revel in how like shitty b-horror it is sometimes right um, well it's like the kind of thing that I mean, it seems like it just takes big swings, and sometimes yeah. you, you know, sometimes you miss them, and and you fall on your ass, and Real I mean, hard. it's but you're always going to with like a serialized, uh, you know, supernatural series, like right, because it's it seemed like it was it was fairly like monster of the week, right? It was always kind of a different case they were working on each time, sometimes like a two parter. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the thing about the show is there's there's what they call monster of the week episodes and then myth arc episodes mm-hmm. and the myth arc episodes are serial like episodic in the sense of you kind of have to see them all right um and those are all really good but it's not always clear which one is which so like mm-hmm. kind of navigating your way through the series if you don't want to watch a bunch of shitty episodes is right. kind of tough way more tough than i think like tng is like Star Trek, which is a show right, that right, right. does have some shitty episodes, but you can kind of power your way through them. Um, but yeah, this show is um, 
one thing about the X-Files is that it's so complicated because I think what they were really trying to get at was like the experience of, of kind of believing a conspiracy theory. Right. Um, and the thing about the X-Files is that it doesn't really tell you what the point of all of it is until the movie. <laughs> right. Um, like throughout the first, you know the aliens probably exist. And that's sort of... But there's just like, because the X-Files is just like weird, unexplained stuff. Well, right? yeah. That's what, they're, that's what they're looking at is weird, unexplained stuff. And they never really like... They never really quite put a finger on like what it is or like because sometimes it's a ghost like sometimes it's just like <laughs> well that stuff i mean that's the thing that the monster of the week are just monsters of the week like sometimes there's just vampires and that doesn't connect to anything else but mm-hmm. then there's the actual conspiracy theory that Mulder is actually trying to get and uh, Mulder and scully are trying to get at which is i mean i guess big spoilers it's a very old show but like yeah, the whole whatever. point is that like aliens have visited earth a mm-hmm. long, long time ago, and what is basically the CIA knows about it and has secretly been trying to create a vaccine for the virus that they're going to use to take over the planet. Okay. Um, and the and so the CIA is like, in the movie, what happens is they realize that the disease, the virus that they've been using to take over the planet, has mutated. And the vaccine that they were secretly hiding from the aliens isn't going to work anymore. Okay. And so this is an extremely complicated and not very well like communicated because on purposefully, you know, trying to obfuscate it. Um, and the movie just starts. <laughs> like there right. is no like if you haven't seen watched the past five seasons of the X Files, you are you you're treated to a caveman fighting an alien in like three thousand BC. <laughs> Like Prometheus and Bob. That's how it opens, yeah. <laughs> and then a little kid in Texas falling into the same cave and then getting like the black oil. He's got like these weird like leeches under his skin that like mm-hmm. is the alien virus. And then they're lo- Mulder and Scully are looking for a bomb in a federal building in Texas. And that's like how the movie opens. And the, there's no like, there's no like helpful. Like, who is Mulder? Who is Scully? (laughs) Not nothing. It's just Uh like... You're just expected to have seen at least enough of the show. But I guess, like, at this point, it was enough of a... It was a huge show. It was, like, a really popular show. It was a super popular show, but it was so... It's so interesting to me, because I feel like even now, that wouldn't be allowed to happen. Really? I guess. But it's like, um... It's like the Simpsons movie. Where, like, when yeah. you go to see the Simpsons movie, it would be so fucking weird if they opened it with, like, by the way, this is Homer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Homer works at a plant. Yeah. But you think, I, at a certain, they maybe at least, maybe at least they would, like, show him where he works or something? I don't know. I really don't think so. I'm pretty sure the Simpsons movie just, like, takes it at face value that you have some basic understanding of the Simpsons, <laughs> yeah. which is weird. I mean, you know, but in fairness, like... 20 years of show. Sure, and, and the Simpsons is in every conceivable way, a bigger cultural hit uh-huh. than the yeah. X-Files. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I don't it, think the president ever, like, talked about the X-Files. The president never said cowabunga dude or whatever. Well, didn't uh, George H.W. Bush uh, <laughs> had said something like, uh, like, we need more families like the Cleavers and less like the Simpsons. 
<laughs> Did he really? <laughs> yeah, he said something like that, and that's why they made that episode where where like whatever happens, like Homer beats him up or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. I'm glad he beat up the CIA director. <laughs> um, so yeah, the movie is um scarier than anything that's usually in the X Files. Mm-hmm. Um. You see a lot of aliens, which you don't usually see in the movies, because like the whole point is it's clandestine and like a conspiracy theory, and you're never sure if it's like actually real or not. But in mm-hmm. this one, it's just like there's an alien and it like kills people. Okay. <laughs> um, so that's fun. Uh, it has like a, a like an Independence Day style scene where like alien like breaks out of a ch- chest and shit. Ooh, um, that's fun. It's good. I re- I feel like I remember a scene from the trailer where they're like running across something and like the ground is like falling all around them or something like that uh the floor opens up and bees come out <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> okay because in the movie what's revealed is that the way they are going to spread the alien virus oh, on bees. judgment day is through bees africanized bees that's a smart idea i like that yeah it's a very clever uh, and they're like way ahead of the times on this whole like um you remember, like, when everybody became obsessed with colony collapse disorder? Oh, yeah. Everyone was like, everyone's like, you know, the Albert Einstein quote, when the bees die, we die. <laughs> As if they'd known that quote their whole life. <laughs> Is that a quote? Yeah, Al- Albert Einstein had some quote, I guess, about, like, when the bees die, we die. And, and then everybody would quote it as if, like, that's, like, a like a classic that, Einstein saying. <laughs> that, that classic saying, um, <laughs> when the bees die, we die. Right. Uh, look to the bees, fellow citizens. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it's a very complicated movie. And it watching it, I was sort of struck by just how complicated and how... Uh, how bad of a job it it doesn't really seem to try to uh explain it to a random person but also the movie opens with the the feds the cia purposefully destroying a building with a bomb (laughs) um to uh to destroy evidence the body of the fireman and the child who like were infected with the alien virus um which is what you find out later. And Martin Landau is in this movie as basically some sort of like conspiracy theory crank. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he's like right about everything. <laughs> Cause he's like, and then they also, um, they also plant child pornography in his house <laughs> and like try to frame him for being a child molester. Whoa. To, to um like all of these things that you like find out that they really did, the X Files was like always there and like knew about. And it's really weird. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, that's wild. They put child pornography in the movie. Well, there's not the pornography in the movie, but like they don't show it, obviously, yeah. but I mean like the as like a plot device, they were like, We put kitty porn on your computer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. It's a crazy movie. That was a popular show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a really popular show. Uh, Yeah, around the same time as like Rage Against the Machine was a popular band. That's crazy. That just for a little while they were like, "What if we could just sell like Resistance completely?" Like, yeah, and like legitimate too. Like, like Rage Against the Machine are a legitimate political band with really good politics. Yeah, and they were like, "Let's put them on a major label and sell it." (laughs) 
because there's no fucking opposition whatsoever. Like there's no one's going to organize or have any power or whatever. So it doesn't yeah. really matter. <laughs> uh, Wild. It's very silly. Um, but yeah, so it's a crazy movie. And then uh, it does the sort of thing with the Mulder and Scully. Will they, won't they? Like they almost kiss in this movie. And that was a big deal at the time. Mm-hmm. But um it's super fun. I mean, especially if you're interested in conspiracy theories, like I feel like the 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 X-Files absolutely like Chris Carter has to have known what was going on. Like if you ever watch that show, there's an episode where they go back and uh do the whole like biography of the cigarette smoking man. Right. And he like is the shooter who like kills JFK and like um I think he kills MLK or Martin Luther King too. Mm-hmm. Um it's really crazy. They were. That's all- my favorite little detail from the Watchmen movie is that they're like the comedian did that. Yeah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> somebody did. It wasn't uh, Lee Harvey Oswald, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, so I, I, it holds up. I thought it was very good. I gotta, I gotta get into the X Files, man. I gotta, I gotta get over whatever, whatever block it is that I've got towards <laughs> it. I gotta just fucking watch some damn X Files. Yeah, find a good like skip guide because there are definitely some ones that mm. I would say like don't waste your time because they're hour long episodes too. So it's oh, like God, when you like you know they're forty five minutes. Yeah, long. you know I hate that. Yeah. So like when when you're like. Oh wait, is this a fucking like angels episode where angels? <laughs> what is it, bird people? <laughs> <laughs> there are some episodes where it's like, oh wait, is this a fucking like ghost tiger that is like kind of orientalist? <laughs> uh, this sucks, um, and you can just skip those. Um, there's a couple of like weirdly racist ones early on. It's like the mm-hmm. '90s, like they didn't that know. That sounds what they were fun. Doing. It's a fun time. So, what did you watch this week? Um, all right, so I want to talk about two things. Uh, hopefully, I'll have time for them both. But one is I talked about it a little bit the last time I was on, and wanted to continue talking about it because I finished the season, uh, season two of Pen Fifteen. Oh yeah. Um, which truly, just before we even get started, cannot recommend enough watching mm. Pen Fifteen. It is the like it is the best comedy that's on right now. It's the wow. one of the best of like the past couple of years probably. It's so fucking good. Incredibly and high price. It's not it's not as funny as y- you might want it to be but just as a piece of art. Mm-hmm. It's just it's it's un- like it's it's unparalleled. There's nothing else doing what they do. Wow. And well like what do so, they do? <laughs> so the show is about um a pair of girls, Anna and Maya, who are in middle school. They're in like the end of middle school. Um or maybe even going into high school at this point, but they're they're like young teen uh, or preteen girls, and it takes place in the early two thousands, and it's just about them in their school just doing kid stuff, and there's like there there's a tendency to want to consider this to be like a historical piece where they're okay. like where you want to watch it and be like oh it's funny they're doing the early 2000s i remember aim i remember <laughs> like jelly bracelets like all this stuff that like yeah you know that you that you, you want to treat it that way but like it's such a superficial thing that they're doing where you can tell it's mostly just about the fact that the writers were kids at that point and that's right. just like what they know what they're really doing is capturing this very specific time of childhood that I've never seen anybody capture. I've never seen anybody even try. Usually Mm. what you see is like either they're kids 
or they are teens. You know, sure. Nobody's ever trying to capture that weird half a year or so in your life <laughs> where you just aren't sure which one you are. Right. And you're kind of playing both sides and you're kind of failing at both sides. And so they do these episodes where like, you know, sometimes it's an episode about like in the first season, there's one where they find a thong uh-huh. and then they like take turns wearing it <laughs> and like they'll like wear it to school and like nobody sees it. You know what I mean? Like it's just their little secret mm-hmm. and it's about the way that they treat this little secret about themselves and the way that like this thong just like takes over their brain and they're just like <laughs> attributing like magic to it. <laughs> and then there's like sometimes there's episodes where like there's one this season where you see them like go from all right, so the the end of season one, they get they they like hook up with a guy for the first time and the two of them like and it's like a weird like pecking kiss and then the uh-huh. guy just like weirdly touches their boobs. <laughs> yeah. Um but then that's how you hook up and like school. right at the beginning of the second season they're like playing with dolls with somebody right and it's just about this like weird i don't know like weird little idiosyncrasies like i told you last week about how there's a scene where like one of them gets dumped and or maybe she's not dumped or like she has a weird interaction at a party at a pool party with a guy and she's like heartbroken and she starts crying and then the other the friend goes to swim over to see how she's doing and she does this like perfectly executed like dive and then butterfly stroke to get over to her. <laughs> and it's just these weird things where it's like, yeah, that's the time of your life where like swim lessons mean a lot to yeah, you. Yeah, I've got to be, I got to look really like I can, like I can swim. Yeah, exactly. Or, or like just, it's something that you've, that you've learned recently and you're just like, I know how to do the butterfly stroke. Of course, that's how I'm going to get across this pool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it sounds like, um, did you ever watch eighth grade? Uh, the Bo Burnham movie? Yeah, yeah. No, I did not watch that. Uh, th- I didn't love that movie. I feel like that movie got a lot of praise. Mm-hmm. Um, I, maybe that was just my, you know, circle of friends or, you know, people on Facebook or something. But I feel like it got a lot of critical acclaim. Um, and I watched that movie. And the problem for me with that movie is that it doesn't have a story or an arc at all. It's right. almost like, it is almost like, um napoleon dynamite in that way where it's just like stuff happens Mm -hmm. and some of the stuff is very intense and like it's not all funny um but i think the really and i think the thing that people really like about that movie is how incredibly it captures what you're talking about that like coming becoming a person age where you're like you're you're starting to figure out that you can you can project a personality um, that isn't just like, I'm happy or I like this. Um, mm-hmm. But like, you realize like there's these sort of like clicks and ways of behaving that like, and her trying to like put, she has like this like YouTube channel that like 10, it gets like no views, <laughs> you know? Right. And she, her like, hi everyone, how are you? I'm, you know, <laughs> like really kind of trying to sell it. Um, right. is so awkwardly correct. Mm-hmm. Um, and her performance is absolutely incredible, um, in that way. Um, but this sounds like it actually has ideas that are funny. 
<laughs> it's really it's a lot of the time it is really funny and a lot of the time it's like the stuff you're laughing at is the stuff that's not really like a joke it's just kind of just a moment you know yeah, yeah. um there and but then the other thing that's really funny is that you know it's the creators are the two stars right and they're these two women who are like our age uh oh, but they right. like style them to look really young and then everybody else is actually uh, like a, a young teen <laughs> and that's so, so weird there's so much fun around that where like <laughs> you know they do this thing where like um you remember do you ever watch the wonder years yeah you remember in the For wonder sure. years part of what's so weird about watching that as an adult is the way that the camera views uh winnie cooper uh-huh where it's you're like really hot <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it uses like a soft focus and like mm-hmm. the like the music is playing and swelling as she like comes on the screen and you're just like why does the camera think this child is hot she this is, is weird very, very 12 years old <laughs> she's so young stop doing this <laughs> and so they they kind of play on that a lot where like the hot boys in their class are like these just like <laughs> scrawny little 12 year olds with like weird dirt lips and stuff yeah. <laughs> and they'll just like, like be walking around with like their arms out trying to like look tough and stuff <laughs> That's so funny. I um, feel like that's good because I feel like I, I feel like most of my, most of my life it feels like f- there was like a certain point where like from like eight to thirteen was that era for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like because I started hanging out with like high schoolers and high school graduates like around like eight or nine, right? And like getting into punk and stuff and skateboarding. Um, and I think it just like was a thing because I lived in Los Angeles, like, and I didn't was homeschooled, and so there was like a small group of people, and the people where I who were cool and I was interested in were just older and had cars and stuff. Right. So I feel like that lasted super long for me, and it's weird that I've never really seen anything that really tries to capture that weird feeling of like. Right. I'm trying to fit in with people who I think are working on a logic that I don't necessarily understand. Mm-hmm. Like people started hooking up with each other and, you know, crying over like I remember specifically having like realizing that my friend had gotten like dumped, but I wasn't sure if it was like a trauma on a level that I needed to call the police or something. <laughs> Like, I couldn't tell if, like, this 13-year-old girl was either just, like, crying because of something, you know, some emotion, or, like, a murder happened. Right. (laughs) It was very confusing to be around those, that type of teenager when I wasn't ready at all. Right. For, like, years. (laughs) And I was just like, do we need to call somebody? What's happening? (laughs) Um. The one thing I wanted to say about it, though, is this season has a sequence of two episodes that I think are really something special, too, because like in, in like amongst what's already a very special show that I really, again, cannot recommend more. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a set of two episodes where um, Maya gets into uh, a play and um, they set it up in such a way that like this teacher, this drama teacher is like clearly 
like really takes himself extremely seriously Mm -hmm. and he's like he's like we're performing a drama there's four parts in it you know which is already like you know a middle school play would never have four parts it would always be you you always have to have like a 20 part show because it's like you know you have to get as many kids in as you can but he's like we're doing four parts this is original work it is my (laughs) play that we're doing and you know if if you're not if you're not real with me then you don't deserve to be in my play. And he's like really, really super serious and intense about, you know, and, and you're like, he's kind of a jackass, right? And, but what's really special about it is that like the tendency in a work like this is to make it so that kind of the butt of this joke is going to be this teacher and what a jackass he mm-hmm. is. And what they end up doing is that it actually just awakens a love of acting in her. Oh. And it does a two episode thing where it's just about how much it means to her to like be in this play and she like takes it really seriously. And it again it's like capturing something from your youth where mm-hmm. like you look back on a lot of like the cool teachers you had and you're like they probably are like huge douches and like this is like really <laughs> cringe sure. when you look back on it. But in that age and when you're that, you know, when you're around it, you're like this is really like this is special. You're like a smart and like compelling guy who makes art, you know. <laughs> like, yeah. And and it and it's just as meaningful as if you know the guy wasn't a douche. You know, it, it still <laughs> awakens this thing in her, and it's just it's really fantastic. It's just like emotionally resonant in a really major way. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. I should definitely watch it. And then there's a lot of really good comedy in those episodes, though, because uh, Anna doesn't get in the play, and so she joins Tech. And so there's all these, like, it's it's a very, like, goofy, jokey sort of thing around her being in Tech. What's Tech? Like, the people who do, like, the lights and the sound oh, and oh, stuff. Oh. <laughs> and so all the, all the comic relief to, like, kind of cut this, you know, very clearly autobiographical thing about, like, falling in love with acting. Right. Um, you know, she's is, a, is she all the, she's a real actor, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's also a very fun, like, very self-indulgent scene in one of them that I absolutely adore because it's just, like, the the chutzpah to even put this in your fucking show. <laughs> There's just a scene where it just, like, cuts away from the whole story altogether, and it's just her delivering a monologue really, really, really well. And you're like damn like (laughs) i can't believe you just devoted like three minutes of your show to just being like by the way i'm a very good actor (laughs) (laughs) that's so weird and and it's like good and you're like i can't i really can't fault you you did a fantastic job (laughs) well now i worry about the show do you uh have you ever seen um high maintenance yes Uh uh-huh do you like that show i love it i hate it yeah it's it's a very weird we've talked about it before it's just like it's a very strange like sanitized view of new york from a very extremely white perspective (laughs) yeah i mean it's so weird because they try but they're then it's almost like should it almost gets whiter when they try yeah it's like should we be trying (laughs) um but uh i mean the second season where is like by far the best season because it's just about what they were going through which is a divorce like mm-hmm. the creators are go through a divorce because she came comes out as gay and right. uh just has this incredible arc where they just do this in amazing story that is like impeccably told and impeccably filmed um and then the third and fourth seasons don't have that because it's not happening in their lives <laughs> right so i hope that pen 15 doesn't have the same fate where it's just like 
I guess we'll continue making a story about stuff that didn't happen that wasn't important. <laughs> the thing that's going to be tough about it is like it's hard to tell where it goes because right. it's like um, the kids are going to age, you know? Yeah. The fun is that it's these little tiny kids who are around these very clear adults who are just trying to look like kids. <laughs> and it's hard to imagine, uh, you know, I mean, I guess I'm looking now that um, it's the year 2000. So there's definitely a 9-11 episode coming. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that has to in, be. In season three? Uh, it must be. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's getting kind of late for these kids. They're all looking a bit older already <laughs> yeah how do you deal with 9-11 i'm very excited to see how they do because <laughs> it's going to be the only one that's about i've never seen anything that's about like a peripheral relationship to 9-11 right or just like a thing that happened in school exactly like the way that they treat the kennedy assassination on mad men yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> i've never seen anybody do that <laughs> It's always just like I was. I, this is a story about a firefighter, or like Robert Pattinson is accidentally in nine eleven. <laughs> oh man, that stupid movie! Yeah, that shit ruled. That was the funniest ending to a movie I think I've ever seen in my life because <laughs> it's otherwise such an unremarkable piece of garbage movie. <laughs> uh, so wait, did, wait, did you watch that movie not knowing what it was going to be? Yeah, I saw it in the theaters with uh, the girl I was dating at the time. She was writing her thesis about <laughs> Twilight and um, about like, you know, like some mm-hmm. like sociology ass fucking like she was she went to like Vassar. So it was like a, you know, smart girl ass thing where she's like, it's about like this is about like the domestic violence implications sure, yeah, of, yeah. of Twilight and whatever. And you're just like, I go to I go to community college. <laughs> this is <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> that you go to school for this. Who gives um, a shit? <laughs> but we went to go see it's called Remember Me, I think is yeah, what it's yeah. called. And we went to go see it, and I knew absolutely nothing about it except that it was the Twilight guy. Um, and I didn't look into anything about it because I was already like pissed that I had to go. <laughs> <laughs> like, I guess I'm going to see this fucking gay movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't believe I'm being dragged to this garbage. <laughs> it's 2005. I can still say that. <laughs> <laughs> Family Guy's still a big show. I can still say it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and so I just like I remember just just rolling my eyes through the whole movie, just being like, "Ugh, can we just go? Why are we here?" <laughs> and it ends and it's not gonna happen. <laughs> and then you laughed, and she broke up with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Imagine. Nope. And then I laughed, and then our relationship festered for two years. Oh no! <laughs> um, imagine if you were dating that girl, and the next movie that he did was The Lighthouse, <laughs> and you're like, "This rules!" <laughs> All right, it's a uh, time to talk about. It's about that time. The spooky stuff. It's time to get into the first horror movie of. I was trying to all day to think of like a stupid pun for generation loss and mm. and and spooky tober, but scary relation <laughs> loss. Yeah, I couldn't get there. So, generation um, scare. <laughs> generation spooky. Uh, <laughs> not even the right number of no, syllables. Not even trying. <laughs> generation horror movies. <laughs> yeah, first installment is uh, Jeremy's pick. Cannibal Holocaust, a movie I have never seen. Um, 
You've never seen it before this. Until today. Wow. Um, Okay. So I'd seen pieces of it, you know, like Mm -hmm. I I think we've talked about this a couple of times. Like I grew up watching Rotten.com and downloading like Russian soldiers getting their necks cut you know right. on Kazaa and shit i've seen gore and, and i saw faces of death when i was really little this one i just like i didn't find out about it until i was like almost out of high school just like mm-hmm. for some reason i i didn't like come across it as like a thing and i just never by that point i just sort of wasn't interested because i heard it wasn't even like real like there was no real it was just it's just a movie so right. I, I was just like, oh, is it good? And people were like, nah, it's not good. <laughs> and I was like, all right, then I don't need to. So this is the first time I actually sat down and watched it. Um, very different than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah, there's a weird tendency around this movie. You see it a lot in like online discussions where people are like, yeah, it's like not even real. The only like gross part is that they kill all these animals and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know where, like because of the fact <laughs> that there's like brutal killing of animals like you kind of like i guess it just kind of like washes over the other parts of this movie so that you're just like yeah i mean aside from that it's like kind of whatever and it's like really no they've just set the watermark really high so that the parts that are like you know just like really graphic like rape scenes yeah, and stuff that's you're just like the, well, much more <laughs> rape than i thought that was going to be i know and, and re-watching it last night i was just like wow yeah there is a lot of rape a in this movie. I absolutely forgot man. how much of it is rape. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I guess content warning for those who don't want to hear us laughing and saying rape a lot, because we're yeah, going we're to. Yeah, we're going to say rape a lot. <laughs> uh-huh. um, so uh, this movie, should we recap it? Yeah, so it's a 1980 film uh, by uh, uh, directed by Ruggiero Diodato. 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 Yeah, it's it an is, Italian uh, movie. It's an Italian ass movie of so this like Italian. very <laughs> Italian genre. Uh, it's kind of. I mean, it's. I guess it's not a Mondo film, but it's like kind of of that uh, that kind of vibe. I feel like it is. I mean, it, it's. He definitely wanted it to be. I don't know. He wanted it to at least have that sort of feeling, but it's like it's hard to tell if we can really call it a Mondo film because it's not presenting itself as real most of the time because it's like there's parts of it that are like this documentary but then there's parts of it that are like the way it's the way it is in my memory is that the whole thing is documentary no and then the way it is in (laughs) in real life the way that i just watched it last night is it's like no there's the documentary portions then there's parts that are like very clearly a filmed movie so i was so confused because i'd always read the story of this movie Mm -hmm. is that four kids go make a documentary and get fucked up by the natives. That's right. the whole point of the movie. And mm-hmm. so the movie begins with a newscaster uh, talking about that thing. And you think you're going to jump into that thing. But what happens for the first like fucking half hour of the movie is another guy, a reporter, right? He's some kind he's, of... No, he's a professor. A professor is asked to go find their footage... Oh, and find them. He wants, they oh, right. want to send him because he's like a, he like knows a lot about these tribes or something. He's some sort of like anthropologist guy. And mm-hmm. they're like, you more than anybody could possibly go down there and like talk to these natives. And like, if these kids are alive, you can find them and bring them back. Uh, you know, otherwise just try to, you know, 
try to get the footage. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just I, see what's I up. I feel like that's, and, a, that's an ancillary thing. Like, it's mostly just like, can you go down there and see if these kids are even alive? Right. And so he goes down there. Uh, there's this sort of like Che Guevara style, like guide who um, helps. Well, what country is this supposed to be again? Is it South America or? It's somewhere in South America. It's, um, um, but, like it's they somewhere sh- in the Amazon. Yeah. Um, I forget. I, it's not very clear. It's very racist. <laughs> Um, and they, um, he goes down there and they've got this, one of the tribesmen, like, as uh, like a slave, they have a slave. They've got him on a rope and, uh, I guess their plan is to give him back. Yeah. Um, He's kind of their bargaining chip to try to get the kids back. Right. So they, him and then the, the slave handler and the, the, the guide, they go down there and they, um. Yeah, they sort of have a little bit of an adventure. They go, don't they get attacked by some animals a couple times? There's yeah, they have like a couple of encounters with animals in the jungle. They have a very like jungly sort of experience. It's, there's like a lot of bugs. There's a lot of, you know, animals around and whatever. And then they eventually find somebody of the tribe and they like shoot him. Yeah, and yeah. he leads them back to... Uh, or no, they shoot at him and then he leads them back to mm-hmm. the tribe. And um, there's a whole scene where they do like a whole naked thing where like the, he, for whatever reason he has to be naked and he's like showing them, you know, his strength. Immediately and, and, all the girls want to touch his dick. Yeah. Um, well, that's the second time. That's oh, the second right. naked scene. The first naked scene is like the, the slave handler guy it just takes his clothes oh, off right, and he's right. just like, yeah, shoot your little darts at me. Yeah. He's like, I'm, anyway, I'm, that's fine. And then the so, point is, they they get in there and they they meet the tribe, and the tribe is really impressed by all of their their modern technology, like switchblades and and tape recorders and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, the guy, um, the professor, you know, endears himself to them by bathing naked in the river and then by eating human flesh with them. Right. Um, and who is that? But that that's one of the tree people, right? That they they're eating. The, the, yeah, because the they, they end up like the the cannibalism in this movie isn't a like a subsistence cannibalism. It's like the cannibalism a ritualistic is, is ritualistic. It has to do with like combat and like honor and stuff. Sure. Um, they a- witness at so, some point during this scene. They witness like a a ritual rape and killing uh, because somebody like the the woman did adultery <laughs> oh, or something like that, oh, yeah. and then the guy, <laughs> the the other native guy, like rapes her with like a. St- a sharp stone and then beats her to death. Right. And that's funny because it's the first time I was like, wait, who is this bitch? Why is she white? Like she's clearly yeah, she's a blonde white, yeah. lady. But then you realize like, oh, well they couldn't like, I, I feel like the, the director clearly is like going overboard and like, you know, really pushing people's boundaries. Um, but at this part of the movie, you, you realize that he couldn't like get, consent from any of the native women to like pretend to be raped (laughs) so you had to get like an actress from italy uh to play this part yeah Um, you kind of take what you can get in that regard right so there's a lot of fake raping this is the first time you see a fake rape but it's so weird that she's like clearly not one of the tribes women Mm -hmm. she's not a native i don't know it's an indigenous woman she's (laughs) clearly an italian actress (laughs) um yeah and i thought that was funny um so yeah, and there's a couple things where they just 
do things kind of different is like the point, I guess. Yeah, um, they they do a lot of like um, there's like a thing where they like chew up this like white stuff and spit it out, and then the dudes are drinking it. It's the point is that the, he endears himself to them. They they trust him. He like helps them in a battle with with their rival tribe. Right. Um, so you find out about an, a rival tribe, or sort of like. No one has ever seen them and like lived. Basically, they're supposed to like yeah, and even more. (laughs) It's funny because I feel like they're trying to get out of like being savage exploitation by being like, well, they the it's not that they're you know savages. It's just like these ones are the evil ones and these ones are the nice ones. Right. Uh, These ones are just different. These are the crazed people who don't have a civilization and they're just animals. Um, And so there's and they're painted black. people um and so uh those people are called the tree people um i believe is then yeah and so is that where he finds the footage i guess so they they find that um a couple of the women in the in the native women have like pendants made out of the film canisters right and they've like put them in like um ritualistic shrines to the dead Uh, apparently Mm -hmm. it looks like they found their bodies which are now like you know sort of decomposing and they like put it in the shrines to them so basically by uh getting in the good graces of the tribe he they give him those little pieces yeah he trades them a tape recorder for it um and so he he brings it back to New York, and then kind of this is like the second half of the movie now mm-hmm. is um, him kind of going over this footage and showing it to these TV execs who want to make a show out of it because they're just like, holy shit, these kids were like famous documentarians. They disappeared. We should make a show out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the rest of it is is kind of just this. It's going over their footage and and this is where like the weird the weirdness of this movie and kind of what's what makes it unique and and interesting for me is because Mm -hmm. it's like the way that it's presented that it was presented to you is the way that i feel like a lot of people have it presented to them where it's like yeah it's a horror movie about these cannibals who kill these these westerners and the name would suggest that you know (laughs) yeah yeah um but what ends up happening is that as he's reviewing this footage it slowly begins to unravel that these kids are these like little fucking monsters who mm-hmm. th- they like rape and kill and hurt and like just like sadistically harm these native people to try to get footage. Like they're just trying to get footage <laughs> of like them crying. So they're just like, okay, I'll fucking kill this pig that you need to eat. Yeah. They you know, shoot like the pig in the head. <laughs> yeah. We want footage of them like running out of a burning hut. And so we like put them all in the hut and then set it on fire and film them running out. Right. And like, it's just like horrific stuff. And so you're like, you're like, holy shit. Like it's, it's about a Holocaust of the cannibals. Right. And that's pretty crazy. And so then you're, you're starting to think like, oh man, like the, the, the Westerners are, are capable of so much more violence than the cannibals. But then it like switches over again and you're like, oh no, no, the cannibals are really, (laughs) really capable of violence. (laughs) Right. So he starts reviewing the footage and we see a little bit of them in the beginning and they're like treated as like very, you know, capable and famous documentarians who are like the girls like, you know, 
if it's difficult, we can do it, and if it's impossible, it'll take a little longer, and we can yeah, like go get all It has a very like um, has a very like nineteen seventies version of Vice sort of feeling, where it's like these like hot young Vice. people. Oh who, yeah, 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 yeah. Like like the old Vice videos where they're just like I'm Abs- at the. I'm I'm in Libya. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like a kid who's like wearing Doc Martens and a uh-huh, like dirty yeah. mustache, and he's like, "All right, we're in Syria and we're filming Assad." <laughs> and it's like this is ISIS doing donuts in a tank. <laughs> yeah, it's like almost jackass, but um, yeah, and and you think it's gonna be like that, and they go there, and they're just like, but very quickly, the the last two reels that he finds of their footage, um is like them just being really shitty to each other and like filming each other without their consent and then just like killing animals. Uh- <laughs> yeah, they kill a turtle. That scene, I've so I've seen this movie a bunch of times uh-huh. and this time is the first time I've ever watched it where I just was like, I'm not I'm not watching the turtle scene. I don't want to watch the turtle game. I'm not watching it's it, sad. I'm skipping over it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, so I, when I have heard about this movie, I was like, I read that everything that they killed, like the native people ate, like Mm -hmm. even the turtle, um, even the monkeys, like they actually were eating the, you know, they're like, Oh, cool. Monkey brains. Cool. So I assumed what I was going to see was like regular ass, uh, tribes, people, uh, native people killing their food. And then it was just going to be presented to me as like shocking horror, but like, most of the shit you've heard about this movie is like these dipshit white kids <laughs> just fucking like hacking snakes and turtles and like yeah. just ripping things apart. And it's, it's really insane. The turtle scene is really rough because it's like the pig just gets shot and, you know, the spider is a spider. Who gives a fuck about yeah, a spider? It's insane you that know. that's even included. It looks fake. <laughs> like what? The spider, yeah. No, but it's a real spider. <laughs> it's for sure a real spider. It is a real spider. Um, and it's, yeah. it's so stupid because like... like why is she i don't that one doesn't even make any sense because so if you haven't seen the movie the scene is just like it cuts to her and she's just screaming and there's a tarantula on her shirt and then they like like falling out of a tree or something like that and then they you know swipe it off and then well but the 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 thing about that scene is that like there's the spider on her shirt and her boyfriend is one of the guys right they're they're in a relationship and instead of, you know, immediately swiping it off and like helping her at first, he's like, get the camera, get the shot. Yeah, yeah. And then he does it. But it's, it's a fucking venomous ass spider. You're in the middle of the jungle. You will die. <laughs> but it's so weird because it's like she's supposed to be a famous documentarian who said at the beginning of the movie, if it's impossible, it'll take a little longer. Like, right. And we're supposed to believe that she's just standing there screaming like, ew. I mean, it's a fucking giant poison spider. I mean, she's supposed to be prepared. Like, it's pretty scary, right? But these are—they're clearly. That's the first moment where I was like, "Oh wait, these kids are clearly like grifters. Like, they're Mm -hmm. just like fucking around and getting like weird stuff and selling it as right, um, as you know, adventurous documentaries because they they can get whatever they want or whatever." so yeah you you see a lot of violence towards animals it's it's sort of concentrated though like really Mm -hmm. at the end and they kill a some sort of wombat thing um a spider a snake a couple monkeys yeah um and a big ass turtle and a big ass turtle and a snake Uh, and and the turtle the turtle is the roughest one because the turtle they like they 
cut its limbs off. They like break open the shell and pull its organs and shit out. It's, it's poor little head. It's really it's that's a it's really a big tortoise. Really tough scene. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean and this time in particular, I was just like, I was like, you know what? I I am allowed to do this. I've seen it already. <laughs> Uh, I'm going through some stuff in my life. I don't need to see this. <laughs> it's also like already a. Um, it's also a Blu-ray that I found. <laughs> so it's yeah. like I, I I had seen clips of this movie. Like I'd seen some of these clips before of like the more gory stuff. Um, but it was always like VHS quality. Mm-hmm. But this was fucking like high definition. Yeah, this was crisp. <laughs> <laughs> it was crisp turtle death. Um, yeah. So in the end, they the kind of the big turning point is that they find this native woman and they rape her and they take turns raping her. For all no the guys reason. do like, for no yeah. reason, and they're filming it for no reason. And this is where it like starts to get really intense because the woman who's on the crew is like, "Why are you filming this? We don't need. We can't use this footage. Yeah. This can't be in the movie. And what are you doing? We are running out of film. Why are you doing this? This is just cruel." Yeah. And and cuz she's been able to justify it to herself I guess as like we're getting the footage, you know, and and we're doing what we need to do to get the footage and it, this is about being famous and we want to be famous. Yeah, this is about being famous documentarians. And this is the first time that she realizes like no, this is about cruelty for them and I'm I'm in it with them. You know, I've yeah. I've allowed this to happen for so long. There's a scene where their guide gets bit by a snake and then they have to cut his leg off. And that's the first time you really see them tip their hand on that because you can see how much the one guy is enjoying the fact that they're cutting his leg off. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, get it. Are you filming? Are you filming it? Are you yeah, seeing this? Yeah, and he's this? like smiling and laughing as it's he does so it. so gross. <laughs> but so they rape this woman and then as we saw earlier, the tribes have these, you know, these rituals around, um, around, uh, adultery. And in this case, that woman, the, the next scene they cut to is her, uh, impaled on a huge spike, which is kind of like the most famous shot of the movie. Yeah. Probably incredible effect, honestly, really incredible effect, especially for 1980. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like, it looks really legit. Um, yeah. And, and that's the one, that's the shot that got him thrown in jail. Literally arrested. They literally <laughs> arrested murder. him until he could prove that that actress was still alive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and she was. And she was. She's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Not uh, paid, though. Apparently, he didn't actually pay any of the Native American or the, the indigenous people. Whoa. Um, even though, did not know that. Yeah. Even though they had to do dangerous stuff like run out of a burning hut. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, not a very cool guy. Not um, a cool guy. It turns out the guy who had them hack up a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> he apologized for that at least. Like it's like I shouldn't have done that. It's almost worse. <laughs> yeah. Um so, But yeah, so so, so then, this woman's uh, impaled and then uh they What happens is they just like encounter all of the natives and they're surrounded. The tree people. So the the I guess it seems like the tree people just find them and they're like, whoa, you're, you're fucking around. And they, I think they shoot at them and then they just, well, I think they know that the, Oh, cause when they're raping the woman, there's a dude that they keep panning over to, to show that there's a guy who sees it. Oh yeah. And that guy must've gone back to the tree people and been like, yo, those they guys. raped this woman yeah. after we're done punishing her for it. We should <laughs> punish them for it too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they, and, and it's funny cause they like, the guy talks to the camera and he's like, oh, it must've been some sort of like savage, 
uh, purity ritual. That's yeah, like, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and we know like, they love uh, virginity around here. Yeah, fucking disgusting savages. Um, obviously, being a terrible person, it's ironic. And then they all get their comeuppance, which is uh, just very quickly in the va- last like five minutes of the movie. Um, one by one, film each other get fucking murdered. Yeah, uh, and torn apart. Um, and really intensely gang raped and you know it's uh it's an intense scene but it's all fake like that's the horror movie part of it like it, it to me like that was sort of the easiest uh, it was the least like uh stomach churning or anything because it's like mm-hmm. you know you know they're faking and there's there's like not very good special effects in this part <laughs> but that's the thing though is that i kind of feel like they set the bar so high with murdering animals. I know. That if they don't, if they didn't kill the animals in the movie, I kind of feel like all this stuff would be way more stomach churning because no movie from that era actually looks real. You know <laughs> no. what I mean? Like nothing looks any good from all those old horror movies, but it's still like, you know, you watch like the old Texas Chainsaw and you're like, holy shit. Yeah. This is pretty intense. That nothing crazy. looks real in it. <laughs> it's intense though. And I mean, like, that's the thing. Like, but the, what's, what's interesting about this movie is that they, set it up so you want them to die. Yeah, <laughs> You're yeah, like, yeah. fuck these people. They deserve to get ripped apart. And then you just watch the gore. I mean, it, I, could, I couldn't I could say that I want her to get, like, raped over and over again. Uh, that's a little upsetting, but as with all of the other rapes <laughs> in the movie. Yeah. Um, but, you know, fuck them. It's like, whatever. Um, especially at the very end. That's like, who cares? Um, they're basically just hunting them for food um but but it does shift into a very realistic movie i have to say Mm -hmm. like the acting is pretty good by this point like yeah they're sort of all they all it feels so much like blair witch Mm -hmm. and i kind of wish that they had presented the nyu professor guy as having himself been making a documentary that's the only thing i wish this movie had is that they had set it up as if, like, I'm making a documentary about finding these kids. Oh, you just... And so that the whole thing was set up as, like, this all is real. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think that would have been good, too. I I think it would have been good if they did that. But it's it's interesting to see this, like, this part of the movie that kind of makes you settle in because it's like half mm-hmm. an hour of just fucking boring shit where it's just like this guy, these clear actors like walking around just being like, uh Oh, <laughs> a cougar. <laughs> and it like sucks. And it's a bad movie for a long time. Yeah. And then, and then when you drop, when you're dropped into their footage, you're like, Oh, this is feels way more real and more intense. Cause like the acting isn't great, but like it, it, because of how intense what they're going through, like those actors were mad. Like I was reading <laughs> that those actors didn't want to have anything to do with the movie and were like starting to turn on the director and were like mad right. they had to be involved in it. And actually when they shoot the pig, the guy like turns um turns to the camera and is like, it's the savage of humanity or whatever and starts to say some stuff. But he's mm-hmm. like clearly like shaken. Because he was, like, so startled by, like, the death of watching a pig die that he, like, fucked up all of his lines. Like, that was, like, supposed to be a long monologue. And he's just like, uh, (laughs) shit. (laughs) Uh, And it, like, really works, though, because it's just, like, this frantic 
documentary style. Yeah, so shot. much of this is so just like raw and intense and like I don't know. It's 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 a very good movie that's just really hard to watch. <laughs> um, yeah, the, but you're right that the the professor parts kind of blow, and and he's not an actor. He's yeah, um, he doesn't seem he, like he is. He's a he was in porn. Yes, he's um, he was he's famously in, porn. in um, Debbie Does Dallas, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is like possibly one of the most famous porns ever made. Um, yeah, deep, yeah, he's he's otherwise not really an actor. He's been in like you know a couple sitcoms like as like bit parts and whatever um but yeah then it ends uh so he's been like presenting this footage as he goes one of the things that's really interesting watching the the documentary footage is how much they are trying to sell the fact that it's real despite the fact that the rest of the movie is clearly a movie yeah that's where they're just like he's just like yeah this part there's no sound because they weren't rolling the tape Mm -hmm. and like you know uh oh it's a little overexposed here there's a ton (laughs) there's a ton of cuts of like just the film reel going out and like yeah it starts and it like looks like that's how it would look if it was shot in super 16 and that's why i wish that they had kind of presented the whole thing as the documentary so that it would kind of make a little more sense in that way um i think that's fair um but i think that either way the ending is (laughs) i mean i would say that i didn't like this movie and i don't i I don't but i think it was very effective Mm -hmm. um the way it is uh but i i think it would be maybe i think it could have been a better movie by like by being all documentary i agree um and then not ending the way it does because the way it ends is that (laughs) they they so they've like been throughout this time like logging the footage watching the footage and then the people at the tv network are like we got to make the show and he's like you don't want to make this show yeah and they're like we got to make the show and he's like trust me when you see this footage you're going to be like we can't we can't do anything with this this is insane and they're like come on show it to us we'll do a little screening or whatever (laughs) and they do a little screening and they're all watching the scene as they're all getting you know one by one hunted and murdered um and the end of it is that like the tv exec guy is like he like uses the intercom to be like, you know, burn this footage. And then they all just like quietly one by one, like leave the room. Yeah. And then that's all good. I think that's all pretty effective. And then he leaves and he like walks at the front door and the little voiceover thing just goes like, I wonder who are the cannibals? Who are the real cannibals? Shut up. (laughs) Why did you do that? (laughs) Yeah. And I guess that kind of like boils down the question of the movie to me is that like, is it a reasonable thing? Is it like a reasonable statement of a movie to be like, make this extremely racist, exploitative movie, and then put this little tag at the end of being like, maybe actually they're not savages. <laughs> maybe it's us who's the savages. Um, well, I think it's. I don't know if that. I buy that. Uh, I think that that's kind of part <laughs> of the idea, though, is that it's like. It's not, he's not saying like, who are the real savages? Not those ones. He's saying who are the real savages is in like, I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of both because that's what the movie is about, right? Is that it's like, it begins with like, wow, these violent natives. And they're like, whoa, no, the Westerners are so violent. And then the end of it is like, nope, actually the natives are pretty violent too. (laughs) It's like the idea is less about like, I, I don't think it's a movie about like, uh, you know, Western intervention onto like indigenous peoples. I think it's a movie about like how capable of violence humans are just at a base level. Sure. And, and I mean, that's, that's definitely more what it's trying to do because I mean, 
the movie is an exploitation film. Like mm-hmm. the movie is just like fascinated with violence to make a spectacle and to to make a you know just to put it in your face and be like, this is stuff that happens. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it does. There's a lot worse, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, than we see in this movie. Um, and I think I, I you know, I, I, there was definitely a time where I thought that I think that watching something like this or, or, or kind of dealing with that um, question of like, what even is being civil or like what is what Mm -hmm. even is violence um you know is interesting and i guess it's kind of still interesting but i don't know if this movie cares enough to really make a statement it's sort of more interested in just showing the violence um which again isn't a problem (laughs) uh i don't know it's an interesting movie but i do think it's too boring (laughs) in the beginning I think I definitely, like, upon rewatching it, like, I, I saw this a lot in, like, college, especially. Um, uh-huh. And, like, I think watching it again, I'm just like, no, it's really not, it's not good enough to be worth, <laughs> like, what you have to go through to watch it. Yeah, I think I agree with that. Where it's just, like, to me, I don't think there's really any value in much of the... Like the turtle stuff is just cruel and Mm -hmm. feels, it doesn't feel like, like they're okay. So like for me, when I was in high school and college, like watching people hurt each other, you know, like watching death, um, I felt like I wanted to more understand like a reality of all life you know like i was a little bit heady about it to be honest and maybe that's silly or pretentious or whatever but like i think that there is some value to like exposing yourself to shit that you know you know if as an american like we're doing imperialism in countries and killing hundreds of thousands of iraqis all the time like having to subject yourself to some of that shit I think you might, I think maybe you should, you know, like watch what it looks like to see a military, a U.S. military guy kill an Iraqi civilian. Like you should have to see that, I think. Um, But just watching like some actors kill a turtle, like it just feels gross and kind of sad. Um, So I don't know how much value there is in that sense for this kind of movie. Um, But I don't know. I think you can look at this movie a little bit headier than I think something like Green Inferno by, uh, mm-hmm. by what's that guy's name? Eli Roth. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's like not trying to do that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, um, I think that it, it definitely has more to say than, you know, other movies of this type. Like it's not, it's not an inherently xenophobic movie like a lot of the Mondo films are. Um, it's not an, in, you know, it's not an inherently reactionary movie like, like even like Hostel is. Right. Um, but I also think that it's like a deeply nihilistic movie in a way that's like unproductive. Right. Exactly. Uh, totally. That's kind of, I think what I, what I feel is that it's like the message of everybody's capable of violence and everybody does disgusting things to each other all the time is like <laughs> not one that even if it is the case, which it is, um, <laughs> it's absolutely a truth. It's like, if that's the message that it's like, wh- 
and then what you know what right. what do we do with that it, it's <laughs> there's no you know there's no positive that comes from this movie mm-hmm. and, and and you don't necessarily have to give an answer to that question to make a thought-provoking uh version of that movie like i mean just the way you said it i know there's like a totally off left field parallel but like mm-hmm. i think about the movie seven okay where it's just like a movie about someone doing horrific things for almost no reason. Uh, <laughs> and mm-hmm. then the movie ends as just like, that's it. That he did a terrible thing. And these yeah. people who are sort of like supposed to be the institutions of power that are supposed to stop things like that, like just killed him in rage. Uh, and that's it. Uh, <laughs> and like the, the movie doesn't have an answer of like, well, what are we going to do about that? Or what are we, you know, it's sort of just like presenting this thing to you. But for mm-hmm. me, I think there, it does subtextually kind of have a lot to say about like, well, if your whole point is just to find the guy and punish him, like what else did you expect? Right. Um, yeah. And you can read into a lot of that, like that. And and these people are, you know, they're detectives. Ultimately, like the best case scenario is that they're going to find this guy and put him in jail for the rest of his life. Right. And you're like, do you really expect you know, do you expect Kevin Spacey to be reformed? Yeah. You know, is that like, <laughs> is that the idea? And, and, and if not, then like, why not just kill him? You know, if, right. if what you're expecting is that he's just going to sit in a jail for the rest of his life, possibly even be executed because of his crimes. It's like, what really then is the difference between what he does and, and what would happen? You right. Know? And because of it, the way you're like introduced to and, and care about these people who are supposed to, who like are cops, basically you, you mm-hmm. glean a lot about the institution, even if it's not even necessarily in the text or David Fincher didn't specifically write it that way. There's yeah. a lot of questions that arise that, allow you to sort of think about and ruminate on that stuff. And mm-hmm. I think that this movie definitely doesn't care if you think about that stuff. <laughs> um, yeah. And isn't sort of, doesn't have enough text like in the text to like let you think about anything besides like, well, that was bad. <laughs> yeah. That was really hard to watch, man. Fuck. I think the only time that it's really like one of the only times that's really emotionally resonant in that sort of way is uh, the kind of like one, two punch of the, you know, of the group rape that then leads to the woman getting impaled. And you're like, that's the first time that you, and only time I think in the movie that you really are able to like see a cause and effect thing and reflect on it and be like, holy shit. Like it's this, you know, uh, the, like the, the violence can have this sort of like echo and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and reverberate and get like bigger you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you always expect that like violence is this kind of like singular pointy thing where it's like, I do <laughs> violence to you and then that's it. And right. it's kind of this interesting thing where you're like, no, it's like ripples in a pond, you know? Totally. But then otherwise there's absolutely nothing else to get from this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. I, and it's weird because I think that there are, I, I don't want to come off as saying like, it's not like, it's not that it's not completely worth watching like it's not a piece of trash like it's actually there's a review in the wikipedia that i was reading about it that someone was like oh no not about this movie but the movie he made right before this which is called like jungle holocaust or something um (laughs) dude i love this era of italian film um where the reviewer said you almost wish it was made worse so that you could write it off 
mm-hmm. but like the fact that he has a style and has like a formal technique that makes you feel things um means you can't um and so i think on that level like it's a very interesting film and i think there's a reason it's it's stood i guess the test of time as like something that was made you know 30 40 years ago and still is a movie that people watch uh and talk about as like something exceptionally because it's not just an exploitation film it's something exceptionally weird (laughs) Mm -hmm. and has kind of a perspective on something i think it my big criticisms of it are like it clearly has rape in it as a titillating measure where it like is supposed to be like you're supposed to glean something or like supposed to be excited by it in some way and i find that very gross and and in poor taste Mm -hmm. um and i think a lot of it is in bad taste (laughs) um but i do think that there's something interesting about it i don't think it was not worth watching in general um yeah but i don't think i could recommend it like yeah no i don't think i recommend it (laughs) uh i mean if you're a freak who's like seen all the other movies we've been mentioning and you want to finally do it like you're gonna probably watch it anyway (laughs) uh and i think it's it's worth seeing just to see what it inspired because like it is if you've already seen like faces of death and shit like it's a better movie Mm -hmm. than that um and i think it inspired things like um you know like a a lot of like the french uh new extremity movements you know like Mm -hmm. All of that kind of stuff, the Serbian and like, film. I mean, and, even like yeah, and like Blair Witch, and and yeah. um, you know, every everything that's like found footage horror is basically coming from this. You know, this is probably the like the point of origin yeah, for that. Like the Ur found footage movie, um, the fucking paranormal activity and whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's very interesting to see on a formal level. I think it is really interestingly made, like that they shot it that way. But I gotta say, like reading about what he put the actors through it's like i i like even defend like kubrick mm-hmm. <laughs> like i think it's fine to like torture actors emotionally like that's the whole point of actors um <laughs> like <laughs> like seriously like they do it to themselves and like yeah. the whole point is to be like i need to get you to a place where you want to lose your mind and die like right th- th- that's what we're signing you up for um you know doing a lot of takes isn't rude or whatever like i don't care right Um, but this is like you know the they were like saying please don't make us kill a pig like we don't want to do it and he was like do it or i'll fucking fire you know so like it's it's deeply unethical um and i don't think he had a lot of good intentions and didn't want me to think about the interesting things about this movie but i think that even without that there are these little nuggets of the movie where i i think it's kind of worth watching yeah i mean i i recommended it for us for a reason it's yeah. it's an interesting <laughs> there's a lot it, to talk about i mean it's there's a lot to talk about there's a lot to see <laughs> yeah um I would, if I was going to recommend it in any way, I would say watch the second half. Just cut oh, straight to the second half. Yeah, <laughs> I don't really actually think that you even need it. Oh wow! I guess you're right. There's not really much in the movie that like you just know that he went there and like got the footage. 
you can kind of just start there. I guess that's yeah. true. Although I will say some of the, the most entertaining stuff was seeing New York in the 80s. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like there's uh -huh. a ton of like Empire State Building, Times Square, lots of Manhattan. Brooklyn Bridge Park. Brooklyn Bridge Park uh, yeah. in the 80s and seeing like. Yeah. When it was still just like some of the shitty industrial docks. Yeah. And some of the fits in that movie. Like, mm -hmm. there's, like, this one guy who's watching the, the newsreel in the very beginning. He's just, like, wearing this amazing shirt with, like, a cool, like, track jacket. Uh, and I was like, man, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, there's some stuff in it. All right. Well, that just about does that it, I'd say. That does it. So, probably don't watch Cannibal Holocaust if you haven't yeah. seen it. If you're a big fan... You're already a fan. <laughs> yeah, you've probably already seen it if you like this sort of yeah. shit. And if, you, and if you're in a particularly good place in your life and you feel like you can be destabilized by watching a turtle die, like, hey, go for it, kids. <laughs> Honestly, though, like, considering all the horrible shit, it made me stop thinking about everything else. I was just like, yeah. wow, let me, like, really delve deep into, like, <laughs> the ethical situation of this movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so and so that's, maybe I do recommend maybe it. Maybe do it, yeah. <laughs> uh yeah so, it really is a mind eraser it really kind of just like puts you out of whatever the fuck's going on mm -hmm. <laughs> don't think about anything else that's uh -huh. going on um but uh do think about the halloween times which are only three more weeks away and we will be back next week with yet another spooky some of these movies are going to be even more intense than this. Yeah, I mean, and that's the craziest part is that, like, I know at least one of the ones that's coming up is, like, way worse than this. It's going to be less fun. <laughs> <laughs> so Whew. get ready for that. Prepare yourselves. Uh, but this has been Generation Lost. Thank you for listening. Um, follow me at Kinematography. Follow Jeremy at Jeremy Thunder. And follow the show at Gen Lost Pod on Twitter. Um, also Jeremy Thunder on YouTube where he's doing yep. a bunch of fucking, uh, city, city skyline stuff. stuff. I took a break for a little while, uh, but I'm back putting out episodes That's when you right. hear this one, when you hear this, there will already be one up. So Hell yeah. Um, check that out. Yeah. Kids. Listen to our other shows, BP Bledis and balling out super. Um, check out my Twitch stream, dull care. Um, I've had Matt Chrisman on, and I will be having Michael S. Judge on by the time you see this, uh, listen to this episode, so that'll be fun. And me. Oh, yeah, and Jeremy was on there once. Uh, if that video is still... I don't really know how Twitch works. I don't know if no, I can save I don't, it No, I don't think it's on there anymore. <laughs> I think um, they stand for like two weeks. Well, I don't know. I think I've been downloading them. Anyway, not the point. Check out that. That's a fun time. Uh, other than that, go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash generationloss to get bonus episodes which are usually us talking about the movies what else the news around <laughs> the movies sometimes yeah, news uh yeah different stuff it's a fun time also you get access to the discord where you can watch the movie we're going to talk about the sunday before the episode comes out so that's a fun time and we will see you there see you next time bye <laughs>